From WEB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Allie Eldridge. And I'm Grace Warner. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Coming up, part two of Ohio University's search for the next president continues. And one of our reporters has some last-minute date ideas in the Athens area for Valentine's Day. Um, it's from 5 to 11. Uh, it's $2 a game. And then you got $2 shoes. And then hot dogs are two for $2 and drinks as well. Um, it's basically just a great cheap option for the students um, that we try to come up with uh, just so we don't have to break their bank. We'll give you all the details and more coming up right here on The Outlet. Our reporter David Lee introduced two of the four candidates for OU's 21st president last week. It was the plan to introduce the remaining candidates this week. However, due to major developments that unraveled in the short span of three days, the quest for OU's next president has become much simpler. A third one, a third one dropped out this afternoon. That was OU English professor Joseph McLaughlin, a member of the university's presidential search committee, talking about Robert Frank, the latest candidate to drop out of consideration for the university's top job. In a statement to the Albuquerque Journal, Frank said, It was not an ideal fit for me or OU. He was unavailable for an interview. Earlier in the week, two other candidates dropped out. On February 8th, OU Provost Pam Benoit withdrew her name from consideration. When asked about Benoit's decision, the university's spokesperson, Carly Leatherwood, would only refer to Benoit's email on the issue. Your support through this process has been uplifting and much appreciated. That's all that's in the email. This is the third time she's failed to win a position heading up a university. She was a finalist for the chancellor position at the Southern Illinois University and the University of Colorado in 2015. And on the 7th, Dean Bresciani was the first to drop out. In his email to the community of North Dakota State University, Dean Bresciani said the support from the Fargo community made him think twice about leaving North Dakota. That leaves Texas Tech President Dwayne Nellis as the only candidate left. I really liked the answers that uh, Dwayne Nellis gave. Um, so I called Texas Tech's student government and talked to their current president. And he had really good things to say about Dwayne Nellis and said that um, he does really listen to students. That was OU Student Senate President Hannah Clauser. She hopes Nellis will bring a shared governance style of leadership to Ohio University, allowing students more of a voice in decisions affecting them. We were scheduled to speak with Nellis, but when we called him at the agreed-upon time, his office said he was unavailable. Next week, in the third and final part of this series, we will explore what qualities are needed for someone to become the president of a university like OU. From the outlet, this is David Lee. The concept of intersectionality addressing how different factors influence each other within a person's identity has become more and more prevalent in social discussions over the past few years. Ohio University's LGBT Center hosted three events meant to shed light on the intersectionality of being queer and disabled. These events are part of the program Dine and Discuss. With more on the story, here's the outlet's Beth Greenman. The LGBT community is varied and diverse, composed of people of all different races, religions, ethnicities, and levels of physical and mental backgrounds. Oh my gosh, no, really? 
The LGBT Center at Ohio University is constantly looking to create more of a dialogue about how these factors interact. This semester, the center has looked specifically at the intersection of being queer and disabled. Dine and Discuss is a program that the LGBT Center has hosted for years about intersectionality. It has focused on various factors in the past and is usually held at lunchtime since most people have lunch free. LGBT Center Director Delphin Batista was first approached by a student about the idea of bringing more awareness to the experiences of those in the LGBT community who are disabled. And I took that to heart and I was like, well, we need to do something. And so wanting to offer a three-part series and hopefully a growing series and an ongoing series looking at the intersections of gender, sexuality, and ability. The three-part series of discussions addressed issues of ability, privilege, and identity in the context of being queer and disabled. Featured speakers included Rob Stevens, Lori Woods, and Dr. Barry Bredick. Stevens is a gay man who came to terms with his identity later on in life, Woods is a deaf professor who teaches at OU's Lancaster campus, and Bredick works for OU's Counseling and Psychological Services. Bautista wants to make the conversation on this topic ongoing. They said that in the future, they want the center to host more discussions on issues the Dine and Discuss sessions didn't explicitly cover. We know that there are many LGBT people who also live with invisible disabilities, who live with different forms of mental health issues or just other things that we can't readily see. And so an opportunity to create a space for those conversations to happen. One queer student with such an invisible disability is first-year student Lila Fisher. Fisher is bisexual and lives with an anxiety disorder. She said that while both parts of her identity are important to her, she feels that the LGBT community often overlooks the issue of disability simply because it is hard to talk about. I think it just needs to be talked about more, not being um, made to be like afraid of it, because um, a lot of the time in the community, like you're already perceived as weak. And so if you want to talk about your mental illness, it's like, what are you doing? Like you're being even more weak. Batista says that they hope to see this conversation discussed outside of the LGBT Center, bringing greater visibility to it in everyday life. My hope is that professors who came, and a few professors came throughout the three discussions, uh, that they would feel comfortable bringing it up in their classes so as to reach the students who didn't come here. For The Outlet, I'm Beth Greenman. This week, I went to find local date ideas for those of you who are planning on spending Valentine's Day here in Athens. Athens has plenty of options to choose from when going out with your Valentine this evening. If you're going for the classic dinner and a movie date, Athens won't disappoint. One restaurant to consider when looking for a place to eat is Casa Nueva on West State Street. According to Grace Corbin, a marketing coordinator for the restaurant, the cook scheduled for that night is already planning on making something super tasty in honor of Valentine's Day. Casa will also be having a trivia night on Tuesday starting at 9 p.m. for anyone wanting to show off their infinite wisdom to their date. What's better after dinner than popcorn in a movie? The Athena's Kenyatta Whitfield says the theater isn't screening your typical romantic movie on Valentine's Day. We are showing The Love Witch, which is this 60s-inspired sort of horror film about a witch who is trying to find love, and she uses magic to make men fall in love with her, but they end up dying. 
if you're looking for something a little different from dinner and a movie, Athens has you covered there, too. Rollerball Lanes is a 16-lane center located on Palmer Street. Valentine's Day lands on a Tuesday this year, which is a special day at the bowling alley. So it's uh, our brand new special. Uh, it's two for Tuesday. Rollerball employee Tyler Lutz says spending Valentine's Day bowling with your sweetheart will leave you with some spare change. Um, it's from 5 to 11. Uh, it's $2 a game. And then you got $2 shoes. And then hot dogs are two for $2 and drinks as well. Um, it's basically just a great cheap option for the students um, that we try to come up with uh, just so we don't have to break their bank. Since you've already slid into some DMs, why don't you consider sliding on some ice, too? Ohio University's very own Bird Arena will be having a recreational skate from 8.30 to 10. Admission into the rink is free for students with a valid Ohio University ID. All you have to pay is $3.50 for skate rental. Whether you're watching a movie, knocking down some pins, or slipping on some ice, you can't deny that Athens has lots of options for you and your date to choose from. It's easy finding a place to go. The hard part is picking which place to go. For The Outlet, I'm Allie Eldridge. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. Coming up next week, people across the nation are responding to President Donald Trump's recent executive order on immigration. One of our outlet reporters, Catherine Mori, will catch up with an Iranian student studying here at Ohio University to hear his take on the disputed ban. The outlet is co-produced and co-hosted this week by me, Grace Warner, and Allie Eldridge. We are edited by Atish Baidia, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to the outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes or find us online at woub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore woub. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening. 